everybody. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. How's your week been out there? Fantastic, I hope, as always. My week's been pretty fucking good. Up until today, that is. Kind of in a bit of a weird state at the moment, guys. I feel like I just fucking dodged death. I should have probably died on the freeway the, um, a few hours ago. It's fucking wild, guys. You, you know when those things happen and you, you, you feel like things could have gone way worse and you're happy, you happen to be fine now, but you've just got this weird hangover of what might have been. That's fucking what it was today, guys. I fucking shouldn't have had a Friday start off like this, but it's just what it is. It just happened. and So let me tell you about it. I was driving... To go pick up some fucking tiles for a renovation that's going on. You know how we're fixing shit around here at the house. And anyway, I fucking... I'm pulling onto the on-ramp of the freeway, right? So I'm speeding up, trying to get to 100. All the traffic I'm about to merge with is on my right. Speeding down, going a lot faster than me, yeah? So I'm coming onto this freeway on-ramp, and I see this car. This is a fucking, like, brand new Mercedes sedan. Gorgeous car. It's at a weird angle, and it's kind of grinding up next to me. Don't really know what the fuck's going on. Turns out, its whole fucking front left wheel had popped off. And so the car in front of me makes this weird swerve sort of thing, and all of a sudden there's this fucking car tire, not car tire, the whole fucking wheel of a car heading right towards my face, windshield height, right? And I'm in an SUV, so it's, you know, that's pretty fucking high bounce. I don't know how this thing had bounced back. You know, you'd expect the momentum of the car to sort of send it forward from me. But it must have hit something or it spun back or whatever. Anyway, it's bounced right towards you. I don't know what the fuck happened, but instincts kicked in. I did some reflex sort of shit. Missed it. It didn't hit me. Don't know if it fucked up the guy behind me. I was in a weird state just holding a face like, ah, just continuing forward now i'm too far ahead to to stop and come back to try and help this old guy because i did i've got this snapshot fucking memory of this old gray-haired guy kind of hunched over at his steering wheel as his uh brand new mercedes is grinding to a halt on its fucking brake rotors or some shit because its whole fucking wheel popped off and nearly smashed the fuck out of me and my car and i don't know dude I'm drinking today. I'm going to celebrate. I feel like I dodged a bullet, a cheated death, all those sorts of things. So happy Friday, guys. Let's fucking celebrate a win when you have one, hey? And I don't get a lot of wins. But I think uh, not dying today was definitely one of them. It's kind of up there in my list of wins, I reckon. Anyway, how's your week been? Have you been listening to new music? I've been checking out a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'm not really going to talk about it on this episode, though. Uh, we will talk about it on, you know, Monday's episode or Tuesday whenever I get it out to you guys. This is our little Friday bonus, obviously. Um, because all I want to talk about today is a band called uh, Rowdy Outsider. You guys ever heard of them? Maybe. Maybe if you're from Ireland, you might have heard of these guys. But um, for the rest of uh, my listeners that are outside of Ireland, uh, you might not have heard of Rowdy Outsider. They are a pop punk outfit, like I said, out of um, a town just north of Dublin. And uh, they reached out, and um, we're going to feature them here on the podcast. So I got to chat with uh, lead singer and guitarist Matthew Doyle. Really cool dude. 
really cool band. You know how we talked in the last episode about this sort of nostalgia loop of fucking pop punk coming back into the frame a bit? Dude, I'm excited for this. And this band is a pop punk band. Um, and they're doing shit. And they're gigging. And they're writing pop punk songs. So, fuck yeah. It's all coming back. Got to chat with uh, Matthew Doyle, like I said. Um, they're celebrating... Uh, a new single that they've released called Fall Away. Guys, please do me a fucking favor if you could. Check them out on Spotify. Follow their work. Follow them on Instagram. Share, like, subscribe to all their stuff. Um, because, you know, let's face it. Fucking pop punk music is cool. It's just fucking cool. It is what it is. And what it is is pretty fucking cool. Um so this is Rowdy Outsider is the name of the band. Uh, lead singer and guitarist Matthew Doyle joined us here on the podcast. That's what you're going to hear next, guys. And um, got their song uh, Fall Away going on at the end. So stick around for all that sort of stuff. Remember, you can always get on this podcast and promote your music yourself, guys. I would I'd love to interview uh, some of you guys that are, are listeners and are working on all your little creative works out there. It would be an absolute pleasure to get in touch with you guys. Um, so you know how to hit me up. You can fucking email me, scott at thejamroom.com.au. Twitter and Instagram is at jamroompodcast. All that stuff will be in the description below. All the links to Rowdy Outsiders, Spotify, Instagram, and stuff like that. That'll all be in the description uh, below as well. Click on it. Follow all that sort of shit. And uh, have yourselves a safe weekend. Stay off the fucking streets. Guys, We've got like a severe weather warning right now here in Perth. And dude, I just took a small drive and not only did I nearly get killed, I also saw fucking like five or six, and I'm not even exaggerating, five or six cars fucking broken down on the side of the freeway. And how's this? Fucking this morning, there was another guy on the freeway just changing a tire and someone ran right up the back of him and fucking set his car on fire. That's the kind of day that's going on on the Perth road. So stay safe out there, guys. Um... Otherwise, who, the, who else is going to subscribe to this podcast? Jesus, come on. All right. This is an interview coming up uh, with fucking Matthew Doyle from Rowdy Outsider. Guys, I know I suck at the interview thing. I'm getting better. I'm going to try. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, help me practice. It's what it is, guys. Have a fantastic weekend out there. Let us know all your music recommendations coming up in the new week. And we'll get to them all on Monday or Tuesday. Enjoy yourselves. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Alrighty, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast, dude. I guess you Thanks, are sir. Matthew Doyle. I am indeed. Thank you. Matthew Doyle from the Great Rowdy Outsider. Um, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. It's great fun. All right, so I, I had no idea who was um, actually going to be doing the interview, if I was going to be seeing all of you guys or, or anything like that. Um, give us a bit of clarity. Who's in the band? Um, because I, I, I've noticed only three members in a lot of promo picks, but four members live sometimes. What's going on? How, how's the band? What, what, what's the setup right now? So right now, there's three of us. There's me, uh, I sing and I play guitar, and then we have Connor, who plays guitar, and we have a drummer called Sean. And uh, we have a we our ba our kind of long term bass has left recently, so we've been down to kind of three of us, but we have kind of a stand in bassist that's been playing with us kind of 
getting it back into rehearsal room recently. So there's kind of four of us, but there's three three main ones of us right now. All right, so you're the main man behind the band, and there's there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. So like Rowdy Outsider is this pop punk sort of band, right? Like, well, how would you describe your music? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pop punk now. That's the way we're going. It, that's it seems to be getting cool again. So that's kind of where we want to be going. That's what I wanted to be originally. So that's why I'm super stoked to talk to you, man. Because um, you know, I I grew up in the in the '90s um and the early 2000s. I was a skater punk kid, and I'm loving nice. seeing this little resurgence going on right now. And your band's sort of in that that world. So how the hell did you guys get into like pop punk sort of music and what kind of influence was like led you in this direction? Like what happened? I, I, my, my sister was like is a couple of years older. I mean, she was like crazy into like all the mid two thousands kind of like American idiot. And she had all the blink albums and stuff. And like, I was really young. I was listening to them all the time. And uh, that's just how it happened. Like for me, I'm kind of, yeah, just like always hearing them in the car or whatever. I was like four, four years old and singing along to like American Idiot and swearing my head off, you know? That's so even for like a, even for a young dude like yourself, it's almost nostalgic kind of music, right? Yeah. It's starting to, starting to be a long time ago now, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dude, like the first live show I ever went to, um, like the first time I was allowed to go to a live show by myself, like tickets to see a, a like 2001 um blink 182 first show i ever oh, saw nice fucking amazing motor race and uh, a couple other bands supporting him body jar i think with their there's some australian cool. like like punk rock sort of uh bands and yeah it's, mm-hmm. so i'm i'm well invested in this world and i'm really happy that you guys are all like still fucking towing the line and trying to get it all going but mm-hmm. y- you're out of there in ireland right Yes, so, so what what part of Ireland are you in? Like, give us a little bit of a paint a little picture for us. What's going on in your uh, little town kind of, there? We're kind of in the east. We're just north of Dublin. We're about half an hour away from Dublin, so we're kind of at just, just we're just outside kind of the main Dublin music scene, which is a bit annoying. But we're in we're in a place called Drada. so there's a good little music scene here. Not a whole lot of pop punk. It's a lot of kind of Irish rock you'll hear and uh, kind of pop rock. So we're a little bit kind of more Americanized, I think, in what we try and play. Yeah, I do want to ask you about that because um, I do have some experience with, uh, you know, my, my family is, uh, is British and there, there seems to be a bit of resentment sometimes towards anything American. And I don't yeah. know really where it comes from. And obviously with the, the, the pop punk thing that you're doing, um, the skater punk thing, it's um, definitely American, right? Uh, mm-hmm, so so how, how, is it, how, how is that uh, sort of... Um, What's the sentiment like in, in your in, in your town? Do they do they appreciate that style of music or or are they have they got their own thing? Are they just listening to Sinead, o, Sinead O'Connor all the time? What's going on? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like the American thing is like um, you know sometimes it can come across a little bit cringy or that kind of uh, story. I don't I don't know how to explain it really. But kind of if you're singing an American accent or whatever, people are like oh. What do you, what are you doing, man? What are you What are you trying to do here? Yeah, I, but, uh, I can feel that. Yeah, yeah. but it's um, what sells. It's what sells, and also you never know what you're gonna sing. Like, um, you you don't really hear accents too much when you sing, anyway, right? Like, yeah, no. Like, you know, like Scottish people, you'll hear singing, and like they have a real strong kind of Glasgow or whatever. But like, you would never know. Yeah, absolutely. I come from a family of Glaswegians, and ah. I've heard them sing in the car, and. Uh, 
one, they suck, but they also don't sound Scottish. So it's, it seems to disappear straight away. Mm-hmm. So um, you're, you're in this band, these guys. How did you guys get together? What's what's the what's like the meat and bones of the band as far as like who's tying you together? How did you become the thing that you are? How did how did Rowdy Outsider come? Are you guys like school friends? Yeah, yeah, we're all school friends. Me and Sean met uh, when we first started um, like our secondary school, our high school, and um, it was kind of crazy that we met. Like it's so rare to find like a drummer and someone who's like into the same music as you mm-hmm. in such kind of a small school or whatever and then um our guitar player connor saw us me and sean we were jamming and, and overnight it seemed like connor just picked up guitar and was like hey can i can i come and join so he, he kind of came and he figured out like some stuff and then we were just going and uh then our, our old bass player we found him on facebook he was like 11 and we were we were like we were like 13 14 where he was 11 wow and he had a he had a bass in his profile picture on facebook and he came up and our suggested friends and i was like I'll just add him and, and see because it bass players that's wild man wow yeah bass play, can't find bass players and then so we played as like this young kind of young rock you know what i mean yeah and uh we did that for a few years and then we stopped uh and then 2017 we kind of all wanted to play again so that was when ready i started started we started practicing again so and that's where you started then. coming up with the, the new tunes and the new single and everything like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fantastic so like I kind of kind of wanted to ask like a bit about the background of uh, where you are, because I kind of want to give my listeners a bit of an insight into who the hell Rowdy Outsider are. Um, so we're talking with you, Matthew, and I guess you're going to have to be the spokesperson for everyone on these questions that I ask. But like the prominent music style in your area, were you guys like fighting an uphill battle with your pop punk sort of thing? Was it easy to get gigs? Was there um, was there competition out there? Was there like alliances of people that were similar to you guys because it, it it's a big juxtaposition to have um your style of music and i don't even know what to imagine of you know a little bit north of dublin is like <laughs> let us know let us know what, what was that all about yeah. was it hard um not really like the live music here is really is really really big and there's a great scene here so whatever kind of music you play you'll be able to go into any venue really and people will book you no matter what really so like there's a huge variety of bands our age around that playing all types of music like a lot of it is kind of pop rock and and like um indie stuff and indie pop or whatever so we're a little bit more pop punk we're a little bit more american but like it's it's never been an issue in, in playing live here and people get behind it and um good music is yeah. good music I, I like i completely understand it's really hard to narrow it down especially trying to label something like um like the skater punk rock um that we're talking about as being american like for instance i'm like one of my favorite pop punk bands of all time was mill and colin they're not american yeah. at all they're, i think they're from norway mm-hmm. or sweden or something like that right and um mm-hmm. Even though that stylistically kind of ties itself to America, it, it, it's a it's a universal language. Of course, every every kid needs to have some sort of fucking rock out sort of moment, right? And I know the hardcore yeah, scene's kind of coming in these days, and that's kind of being the new outlet for kids. But like, like I grew up in the days of like the the big skate comps and Vans was sponsoring everything, and that's pretty much what put um, Bling One Eight Two on the map was those um, mm-hmm. Warp tours and stuff like that back in the early two thousands. Um, yeah, Attic's t-shirts. Oh, dude, Atticus. 
I, yeah, the, the dead bird upside down. I've yeah. got one of those hats on order as we speak, man. <laughs> I finally uh, found one. What? One of my friends said he's, he found one of the, uh, like one of the old original T-shirts, like in the, in the all the Blink T-shirts on eBay, and he wow. was like, "Oh, Jordan, man!" He's like, "Of course, I fucking did." Like, yeah, of nice. course. Yeah, if you can find it, pick it up for sure. <laughs> so going on right now, like obviously, you're launching all this new stuff now, and I, I said to all people, like you couldn't have picked a worse time um, with the pandy wandy and everything that's been going on, how's it affected your life over there? As far as your gigging goes, the productivity, jamming, rehearsing, how's it affected your musical life, bro? Yeah. Everything we've, we've done apart from one song has been in the panny D or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, like last year was a little, was, I was writing like when the first kind of time it was locked down, whatever, I was writing loads of songs and everybody was still like, positive but and then that's how we ended up releasing like the amount of music we have like five singles or whatever in the last year but like in the last six months it's been a disaster like we haven't we've had the like longest lockdown here in europe and like there's been no gig and we didn't we were only able to rehearse uh from the beginning of june from wow. december we didn't practice for the first six months no gigs nothing we haven't even done any live stream gigs there's been none of that going on here uh so the last six months has been like we're coming out of it now but like the last six months has been nothing and uh trying to write music and trying for like for three people to play it's just impossible but like you you, you are know. saying at the start of the uh, of the pandemic um with the lockdown it actually helped with your creativity and your writing being able to focus on some stuff but now it's yeah, time it's to sort some... of take that stuff to market and everyone's saying no yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like there, you mentioned time. you mentioned those live stream shows um Cause I'm always interested how like um, you guys like yourself up and coming, like how are you getting creative? Cause as far as like uh, interacting with the audience goes and everything like that, the pandemic has sort of sucked the life out of live music, which was pretty much the only way to make money and to go forward. Cause obviously with streaming and everything like that, there's not a lot in your record sales anymore. Now there's nothing in the live sales either. Are you getting creative? Are you doing these live shows? How are they going for you? All that sort of stuff. Like, how are you guys uh, manipulating yourselves to work with the world these days, man? Yeah, like, uh, we like the, the the opportunities for the for the live stream gigs never really came up. We we got asked to do it actually yesterday only. They're coming up to the beginning of August, so we said yeah, just to just to do it. So we're gonna do that and see how it goes. Um, but the, like a lot of what we were doing was like music we tried to do as many music videos as we could instead of just releasing music and playing live we just wanted to do music videos so we've done a lot of music videos in the last year and done like three like proper like nice productions yeah i checked them out man they're really cool really cool Uh, thanks and the listeners definitely check them out they're they're fucking awesome yeah just like doing on our phones for one of them and and then uh we have a video coming out for for a newest single that we we got did like a full production like we're able to kind of get more people into a room now and stuff so that's kind of what we've been doing trying to be more creative with music videos and stuff um when we couldn't be able to gig so hopefully gigs there's a few pilot events happening here now but they're a little bit of a pr stunt i think so you haven't much you haven't uh, been setting up some cameras in a in a garage somewhere and just doing some live shows to see who's following you on facebook or anything like that uh, we recorded one song from our rehearsal room recently and it's and good and we stuck it up on facebook but like yeah 
yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of production, like to do that properly and record it and mix it and stuff. So yeah, I completely understand you know. that. And like, that's the whole point of this podcast that I do here. Like, I like to show a little bit of the the behind the scenes and all the rough jams. Mm-hmm. And this this whole podcast came out of just showing jams, right? And mm-hmm. obviously, it's hard to sort of make that decision of what's worth showing people, what's you know got your heart and soul in it what doesn't are they going to see the same as you see in it you know because I, I throw out a lot mm-hmm. of garbage on this this podcast musically speaking i throw out a hell of a lot of garbage and it's because there's one <laughs> little nugget to me that i think is ah, that's worth kind of treasuring you never know and with a band and this is the thing i wanted to get into next because it's hard with a band to have um like musical direction be solidified easily am i correct in saying something mm-hmm. like that so yeah, yeah what, what's what, what's sort of the the the, the process um, with Rowdy Outsider? By the way, Rowdy Outsider and a bad from Ireland. I expect you guys to look a hell of a lot more roundy than you do. You don't look very rowdy at all, man. <laughs> you guys look like the nicest okay. dudes in the world. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> but yeah, what does what does, what, what does rowdy look like for you? Well, rowdy rowdy Irishman. Is definitely smelling of certain alcohols, and uh, I don't know, brown jackets. I don't know, stereotypical <laughs> stuff. You know what's going on. It's just whatever you would jackets. consider a ra- like, yeah. Same as you, if you thought of a drunk Australian, like what would you think of? Probably, that's, that's probably fair. very similar to what I look right now with the beanie and stuff like that. I'm sorry about that, dude. Normally, I'm a little more presentable. As, oh, same. I'm only awake a few, like an hour or so. But anyway, I, I, I trying to get back to the the songwriting dynamic in your room right so Mm -hmm. is it someone comes up with all the riffs and writes a whole song or do you guys play off each other a lot what's it like actually jamming yeah and before kind of covid and all that stuff what would usually happen is i'd have like a a, i'd sit here and do a rough demo of the whole song so i'd record out like a drum pattern record uh, like programmed and stick a bass line in and stick some like a chord progression in and i'd do, i'd put more effort into the vocals than and um and i'd record everything as i was writing it and then just have like a really good demo to bring to the band of, of pretty simple parts and try and have like really good lyrics kind of from my yep. end to start it and then uh bring into rehearsal room with rehearsal room and with all just kind of add our parts and change little things like that and it worked really really well for like the first year or two of playing together but then the last year like when we couldn't be rehearsing um it just turned into like i'd be writing a load of stuff and recording it properly and sending it on they'd be like oh that would be that sounds good we can release that so that's how we can end up with so many songs to release but i think in the long run that kind of damaged the the kind of songs a little bit and we're not fully happy with some of the stuff that we released in the last year but is that a yeah, lack a of, of is that a lack of vision thing of having a, all these songs make a coherent whole if that makes sense yeah because be- i've been yeah, in many definitely. bands and i face those exact same concerns when you it's like a too many cooks in the kitchen sort of problem that you face yeah it's just there's so many there's so many the way we record is what well, we record it all ourselves so there's like there's literally no way there's no one way of doing anything now like this you can literally do any type of music you want so it's you know it's the battle to go like machine gun kelly pop punk or to play like blink punk or to go Mm. uh go like real indie pop music you you can do a lot of synths and stuff so like figuring out where where to go is really tough but um 
it's a fine line because I know with the Machine Gun Kelly sort of stuff, I just checked out this new album that came out last week um, by a guy named Jaden, some TikTok star of some kind. And Machine Gun Kelly is featured on one of the, the songs. Very pop punk Yeah, album. I think I've seen mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's lacking a lot of grit from the pop punk, punk from the 90s yeah, and everything yeah. like that. There's, a, there, there's not a lot of guitar riffage. There, there's a, a, a lot of... Um, a lot of auto tune on the vocals, a lot of that sort of stuff going on. I can see the pop side being emphasized. And, you know, I'm all yeah. for this nostalgia loop of pop punk coming back into the forefront. But let's mm-hmm. just hope that we maintain some of that grit, you know, because that's what made it the thing it is. You know, there's, and there's also the, the jovial joke side of pop punk, you know. So, so what are some yeah, of the, the, yeah. main, the main bands that influenced you, man? You, you mentioned yeah. Blink-182. You mentioned um, Green Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Blink with Green there. I love some 41. Um, yep, really, really into. I don't know if you know as it is, do you? No, from the UK, they're really, really great pop punk band, a little bit heavier now. Wait, but, uh, say that again. What are they called? They're as, it, as it is, has it as it is, as it is. Yeah, great pop punk band. I'm gonna check them out, man. They're yeah, on my man. list. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> got a few albums out there, really great. Um, that's kind of the, the main pop punk stuff for me, uh, unless I'm really forgetting. Really, but um, other than that, like super into Linkin Park and, and bands like that. Um, yeah, that, like it's hard to kind of, there's so many, you know, they're the kind of main. <coughs> so, so, so Linkin Park, you're main, kind of borderlining into that new metal sort of scene. Were you ever Limp Bizkit fan? Are you a Limp Bizkit fan? Yeah. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like it's it's a guilty yeah. pleasure of mine. But fucking Wes Bourne's a great guitar player. Fucking love the mm-hmm. riffs. I love the attitude. It's it, I find yeah. it so hilarious. I listen to like a Lib Biscuit song, and every single song is about Fred Durst being like a king dick. That's it. It's just about how cool <laughs> yeah. Fred Durst is. Every single song is those lyrics. I love it. It's so yeah. like ballsy and, and cool. Yeah, it's just something cool about new metal, you know. It's just like so like ridiculous that like you yeah. just want to do it sometimes, you know. Absolutely, and and you know, every like Limp Bizkit's a very divisive band because they did something no one had ever mm. done before. Yeah, you know what? I still reckon it worked. I reckon it was pretty damn cool, man. Anyway, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. Like it's it's so awesome that you're here on here and doing this and all that sort of stuff. So I've got some like rapid fire questions for you if you if you're up for it, right? Okay. Now, like I like I said, I didn't really know if I was going to speak to the whole band or or, or just um just a representative like yourself. Uh, so I kind like of made it. these these <laughs> questions a little bit ambiguous, but um I think we can get through them. Um, okay. What's the greatest live show you've ever seen? uh Foo fighters at uh slaying castle here slaying slaying yeah i don't do you, do you know slaying castle i don't know that castle no uh there's only a few <laughs> castles i'm familiar with but slaying castle is yeah. not one of them no it's a it's a huge venue here and all the big bands come there it's like 10 minutes up the road it's crazy the queen and fucking acdc everybody plays it so it's wow. like five minutes over there so sweet so along the same lines the next question what would be your ideal live show to see? Like, what's the, the bucket list artists that you'd love to see live, haven't seen them, need to see them? Um, uh, original Blink-182, I think, right now. 
but that would be great. The Hell and Mega- yeah, again, yeah. I've already said it on the podcast, but shout out Mark Hoppus, all the best for the cancer treatment and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you make yeah. much of the um the UFO stuff that's coming out of Tom DeLonge? Just follow what he's doing with the Stars Theater Academy I, I or whatever. Heard, the stars. Remember here, remember hearing about it a year ago, and uh, I didn't really think much of it, and then. Uh, I started listening to some Angels and Airwaves stuff there the other day and I kind of saw that uh, some of the stuff that he was saying a year ago and everybody's calling him fucking crazy that some of it's actually coming through and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh no, I'm watching this thing with um, bated breath, man, because all the crap that's coming out of the US government, it's all exactly what Tom was talking about when he was on Rogan about a year ago or so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right, all right, cool. I'll leave those guys alone. They're doing the good things, you know? Yeah, fair play to them, you know. All right, so here's the, here's the next one. Um, actually, I'm going to skip this one because it's going to be a bit divisive. It was I was going to ask you who's most likely to get pissed off and bring an a bad attitude to your rehearsals out of the band. But that was really because if I had three of you guys here talking, I wanted to cause controversy. So I'll, I'll avoid that one, man. You don't have to put your... All right. That'd anyway. be a good one. <laughs> um, so you said you're a guitar player. If you could play any other instrument... Apart from the guitar, what would it be? Oh, drums. I can't play the drums at all. I'm the worst drummer in the band. I can't hold a beat. And I've got pretty good rhythm, but I cannot. I just, whatever about my arms and my feet, they don't work together at all. <laughs> I'm the same, man. I fucking love, I love the drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Here's, a, here's the next one. Um, is it really a good idea to free Britney Spears? To which? To free Britney Spears. I don't know if you're seeing what's going uh, on at the moment with Britney Spears trying to get freed. Is it a really a good idea? Uh, I'd, I'd go for it. I think she's had long enough in her, uh, what's it called? A conservative, what is it? She's in some weird agreement where she, I don't know what's going on with her, but everyone's saying free her. But I remember when she was free, it was a bit of a nightmare on the pop scene. I'm just saying that. But dodge. That's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go and say like, like free her, but she can't release an album for five years. Something like that. 87. <laughs> All right. Um, here we go. You seem to be not you seem to be a fan of the band Green Day. What does Green Day mean? Is that like a, a fact question? No, I don't know. What does it mean? <laughs> Green Day, as far as I know, was a, was a weed reference. That's what I that's what I thought as well. Just a green day is a day you smoke weed, you know. Ah, I had plenty yeah, of them. Exactly. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> like and, you know, when I wrote that question, I was like, oh, that's kind of obviously what it means, but I don't know how it slipped by everybody's senses so quick. Um, yeah. no, I, I, here's the last one, dude. This is just a silly one. Um, and don't get too offended by it, just because this is an Irish thing. And I know people want to know this about the Irish people, but how many meals a week, meals, how many meals a week are accompanied by potatoes? Personally, not a whole lot. I'll be honest. The younger generation aren't going for potatoes anymore, but the older generation, you, you'd be going. Oh, they're being defiant. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you've got the old generation, you're looking at, at 21 meals a week, you know, three meals a day, seven days a week. Every one of them has potatoes. <laughs> so 21. it is true. All it's of our suspicions true. are true. But <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. The very last question is what's the best way all the listeners can support? rowdy outsider and get involved you have merch to sell what's the what's the best way everyone can we have no merch right now we're, 
we're working on it working on merch but uh best way now is follow us on spotify follow us on instagram facebook all that good stuff you'll find us uh, at ready outsider on everything we have to handle because it's such a weird name so uh at ready outsider on everything the, the best way. and i'll make sure all these links to your spotify and everything are in the description of the podcast and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and make sure everyone sends you some love and that thank you so Perfect. much for being on dude thanks matthew thank doyle it was great fun Matthew Doyle from Rowdy Outsider, Irish pop punk band. Who would have thought? <laughs> it's amazing. Thanks so much, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. All right. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day, right? I guess it's early over good. there, right? We've got a bit of a time difference. It isn't. I'm winding yeah, down. Yeah, You're winding nice. up. All right. Have a yeah, great man. one, bro. Good. See you later. Peace. Have a good one. Tonight, I can be alone for the first time. I've ever known I'll sit and think About what I'd do Without someone To wake up to But I'll be fine I'll figure out I'll be okay Despite my doubts I'll be someone I wanna be I'll take some time I'll just wait and see I'm falling away I'm falling away With that look in your eyes I don't know what to say I'm falling away And you'll see it through I know we're waiting on a remedy I'm just waiting for that ecstasy Like a shot in the dark Like a walk in the park Like a night with your friends It's all come to an end So what do I have if I call it a day? What do I have if I walk away? I'm falling away, I'm falling away With that look in your eyes I don't know what to say I'm falling Time to see, my time to build some sincerity